Hey, thanks for listening, and welcome to 2022. Today, Chris and I are going to talk about our goals and our hopes and the things we want to achieve through our gaming in this next calendar year. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. Well, Grant, this is our first recording for 2022. Uh, here we are in early January uh, talking over, we're going to talk about our hopes and dreams for gaming for 2022. And how are you doing how, I, as I cough and sputter through this? I think it, like, it's funny because like, it's, it's, it's cold here because you know, it was minus two degrees C the other day, which is you know, oh so below freezing because yeah. obviously zero. Zero is freezing because we have a, a temperature that makes sense, not you put your hand in a deer. You're right. However, Fahrenheit. I mean, this was our thing. We created Fahrenheit as well. We just then eventually realized it's dumb and we moved off. Um, so yeah, it's been like genuinely cold here. Like coming back from coming back from work and going, oh, we we can put our heating on, like over the internet. We keep forgetting, so we keep coming home and going, oh, it's oh, so cool. cold. Whereas where you are probably isn't cold, but you you have a, essentially a, a bad cold. It's not even a bad cold. You have you a know, sniffle. It's been uh, temperature wise here. It's it's actually been nice. Our winters are so mild here. Um, but it's been, it's been in like the low fifties Fahrenheit during the day, which is very comfortable. I mean, it's nice enough that you can open up doors and windows and get a nice, um, you know, draft through the house. What, what, what is that for you? Uh, 10 degrees. So yeah, I think yeah. we had one day in the last week. Yeah. Like, like last Monday we had the, we had the day off. We went to our local zoo. It was that temperature, so it was like, yeah. oh, we had coats. Oh, we I love need. that. It was, it was nice. That's the temperature um, I can run forever in. Yeah, and then the day after that, it dropped to to like zero. So it was freezing, literally freezing. But your comment about uh, yeah, so it's it's not cold. It's very comfortable here. But your comment about my cold is correct. I did I did fail my uh, if this was five e I I failed my fortitude save and I I caught the rona as we call it. <laughs> so I have. Uh, uh, although working from home, it's not a big deal. So I have COVID, whoop de doo and I'm working from home, which means really nothing. Um, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, and you said you've avoided it all this time. That's that's. I that's... have. Well, what's more surprising is all three of us have. So bear in mind that Annie is in a school with like 30 other kids in the classroom. Mika has been repeatedly with patients that, have yeah. coronavirus but because she properly you know she's a nurse she knows what she's doing she properly you know masks yeah. and gowns and everything else out um and i teach at a school as well and somehow unless i caught it and didn't notice right which i think is a possible possibility like maybe earlier not like after i'd been vaccinated and then like you know pe- people stopped caring really um before yeah. the before the new one appeared before omicron and now we've got a new one I'm still waiting for we go to the alpha, we get to the end, we have Omega. I think that'll be the scary one. Clearly, Omicron's not that bad, but like Omega, yeah, that sounds. We don't want to get to Omega. That could be bad. No. Maybe we'll get our zombies later on, though. Maybe when we get further in the alphabet. And then Brad Pitt will save us. I mean, by, by going to a hospital no. in Wales. Because What's that's. That? By he, going he to, oh, a, right. Yeah, he went to like a medical facility in Wales. Okay. And I'm like, no, that's, two things. That's not a thing. Two things about that was not at first off. Actually, three things. One, 
this is an awesome tangent to start our year off with. I don't know if this bodes well or really poorly. <laughs> One, that was not a movie adaptation. That was a butchering of that book because World <laughs> War Z is an outstanding book. It is so it was, well written. It was not an outstanding film. Oh, it was terrible. The second thing is that if you notice that in, in the movie, everywhere Brad Pitt went, when he left, everybody died. Like Brad Pitt was the angel of death. He was the angel of murder everywhere he went. Like I would have thought by about the third or fourth stop, people be like, oh crap, Brad Pitt's plane's flying. Let's shoot it down. You know, because he would come in. Oh. But my third thing about that, I've always said this, that sadly that was a movie that, sh- that was a book that should have never been made into a movie because I don't know if you've ever read it. No, I didn't know it, it was a book. It, Oh, you know, it's, it is so damn good. Um, but it's, it's a series of vignettes, right? It's one guy who 10 years after the zombie war is over is moving around the world, taking, he's, he's doing research about it. And he assembles this book as like a parallel report to his formal research as just a series of anecdotes chronologically arranged. And so really the movie is not, it's not doable as a movie because you would have like 12 or 13 completely different casts. Right. uh, With one focal character in each of them. So it should have never been made into a movie. It wasn't made into a movie. It was butchered. I mean, it sounds more like they just took the name and slapped it on a a zombie movie. Oh, they totally did. It it hurt. It hurt. I thought it was funny. I was listening to the the Twilight 2000 episode that obviously (laughs) I wasn't a part of. Um, and there was a bit near the end, you said, oh, like, if, if you really like The Walking Dead, um, this would fit right in there. You're like, oh, but there's no zombies. And I was like, come on, how hard is it to put zombies into this game? You could put zombies into Twilight 2000 so easily. Oh, yeah, for sure. For so, sure yeah, you could. That would be cool. Or any other thing. I mean, just grab one of the Mutant Year Zero books, just throw in some, although the yeah, rules are actually, yeah. Um, but they can't be that far off. It sounded like the rules were, other than the dice roll, and it sounded like the rules were not a million miles away. So, you know, I don't think it'd be hard to to adapt, actually. Um, but let's talk about our hopes and dreams. That's what I want to talk about. Like puppies and rainbows. My hopes and dreams. That's what we want to talk about. We're, 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 hopes we're, sticking, and dreams for we're sticking to gaming, right? Because yeah. otherwise there's a bunch of other stuff. My hope is that coronavirus disappears and we never have to talk about it again. That would be good. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I actually do have some, some hopes. I have, I, have, I have one product I'm looking forward to for this year. And not that that's an unusual thing, like, oh my gosh, only one, or that I have a product that I care about at all. Um, but I do have one thing that I'm looking forward to. And I have something, I've actually two things at my game table that I'm looking forward to, or I would like to try to make happen this year. Uh, yeah, I've got most of mine are super short ones. So, um, well, hit me. What's your, what's your first hope and dream? I mean, my first one that I've put down is to, just to, to play more role playing games because, I mean, the the ironic thing, as much as I've just whinged about uh, sort of about COVID, um, last year when we were in lockdown and I couldn't play, I was doing a reasonable amount of role playing because I couldn't meet and play board games, right. but I could play role playing games online. And by that time, it was like, you know, third lockdown or whatever we We'd kind of got the hang, me, Scott and Brian had got the hang of how to play role-playing games online. Yeah, so, yeah. so we did like, so weekly, we, you know, that's when we played through that Expanse thing. And that was like one of the best campaigns I played. Now, you know, we played through a whole like adventure, like a long campaign adventure thing from a book, which I haven't done in like as long as I can remember. So that was really good. That And that probably wouldn't have happened 
if we hadn't have had COVID. Right. Um, but then since then, kind of like because we were back in person and could do in-person things, we just played way more board games. So mm-hmm. and then like, you know, there was people's birthdays. So we played board games we just got on. Again, we just had because we've had Christmas, everyone's got new board games for Christmas. So that'll be like the next month. It'll be like, I mean, that's what I'm doing, I'm doing tonight is I like, will oh, be playing more board games. Um, but I'd really like to play more role-playing games. Um, so I put specifically after having listened to you talk, but I really want to play twilight 2000. Um, although I suspect I might end up doing that kind of like you suggested, like you can almost play like a tactical miniatures game rather than playing as a, a full on role playing game. But that, that'd be cool. Um, I'd like to play more pathfinder because I've got some, I got some pathfinder books for Christmas. So, which I'm looking forward to playing, including the, the book with a gunslinger in it, which loads of people would be like, well, you can't have guns in fantasy, but I'm like, yeah, you can. It's all made up anyway. The dragons yeah, aren't real. I hate to break it to you. Uh, and, and I'd really like to play some like 2D20 because it is my favorite system. And I yeah, really enjoyed yeah. the, uh, the uh, Acton Cthulhu game I ran before Christmas, which was like about the only role playing I did in sort of the second half of 21. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my first thing. More role playing games. Good deal. Um, I'll say my first thing is the one product to which I am looking forward. How's that? And that's Homeworld. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, Modiphius is going to publish, uh, so I think it's supposed to be in like March or so, something like that, a two die 20 version oh, of Homeworld that I know nothing about. I know absolutely like zip about Homeworld as a video game property, because I think I, I've said this in the show before. I don't, I don't play video games. Um, I have an arcade cabinet in my house. I'll play Pac-Man, but I don't play computer video game. I don't have a console. I'm like totally stone age in that department. Um, but I am interested in home world because, uh, I would love for the work to be done for me already to use two die 20 smoothly at what seems to be about an Octone Cthulhu level of crunch, which is more than Star Trek adventures, but not like infinity. Um, that's what it seems to be, at least from that, uh, that it's not a quick start, but like the, the sample, um, the sample document that that they've put out, it's like 60 some odd pages. I'm really interested in someone else doing the work for setting that up so that I can go ahead and use it with Traveler because I really like the Traveler universe, but I have, I have soured on the highly simulationist foundation of Traveler rules and also the, and I've played Traveler on and off for decades, but um, I mean, Traveler really is, is built on the assumption that you're just regular people. And you're dealing with a lot of, frankly, like really tedious, regular stuff. Like I need to pay the insurance on my starship because my starship is, I, 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 I I haven't paid it off yet. So I'm required to have insurance, you know, stuff like that. And some people absolutely eat that up like cereal. I don't. Um, So I'd rather have a system that's a little higher on the adventure side. um, But I want to use, like I have the pirates of Drinax, uh, campaign set and i it's a terrific it looks like a really terrific idea for a campaign and the materials in it mongoose did a a a great job um i just don't want to use travelers i just don't want to use the system so that's what i'm looking forward to yeah i'm quite looking forward to that coming out mostly because i'm i love infinity but infinity is a very particular it's a very particular setting you know, you, yep. you do only have sort of like 10 planets to play with. And there are aliens, but basically other aliens are either the aliens that are trying to kill everyone in, or like all the humans on a particular planet or the aliens are helping you. So you're not, 
you know, you're not going to, you're not visiting strange new worlds. I guess for that, I've got Star Trek, but like, again, Star Trek is a very particular setting. I'd like a more, you know, something in between the Star Trek. I'd like to be able to, you know, visit other worlds and alien races and, and cool stuff out there and stuff. And Infinity doesn't have any of that stuff. And you could hack it in. We don't mean hack it. You could put it in story-wise, but, you know, it's not designed for that. It's 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 more for cyberpunk and yeah. that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just like playing. But yeah, Homeworld will be cool for that. I don't know whether it will let you do what you want it to do because I, although I have played a bit of Homeworld, it was forever ago and it was mostly just fleet battles. So okay. I, I don't really know beyond that. Now, I um, do know, though, in that that intro packet that the... Um... The rules that are provided there are for like fighter level starship combat, which obviously is something that's not, you know, that's not a hallmark of Star Trek adventures, uh, you know, like a fighter that's, and, but that would be, I, I would, I, I actually, I think it'd be terrific to be able to ping pong back and forth between like, you could have capital ships, but you could have little fighters. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, there's something definitely like Infinity almost never goes into the ship stuff. The right. ships are like they're there, but they're there to get you from A to B, really. Yeah. Like you said, Star Trek's mostly capital ships. So yeah, Homeworld having fighter things would be would be cool. So yeah, that's looking forward to that. Um, product wise, the one thing bizarrely, it's not even a proper product. The the product I'm looking forward to this year is is the Marvel, even if it's not the proper Marvel game and it's just the Marvel like beta test or whatever it is. Um, just to see what they're going to do with it and have a new Marvel role-playing game because I really like Marvel um, and it's, you know, a new Marvel role-playing game would be like brilliant, even then I have to wait another year to the proper thing. Um, is there a is there a date? Do you know if there's a date on that for, for I mean, I feel like it's sort of March-ish, but, you know, the way things are at the moment, that could, that could move. And I don't even know if I'll be able to get hold of it because as far as I understand, they're not doing like a digital release. It's a book and they're going to have it like oh, on Amazon. So I might have to order it from America and get it shipped. Um, I don't know if it will be in stores here at all. Um, I remember when the, first, the, the, the Star Wars system first came out with Fancy Flight, the, the original one for that, the Edge of the Empire book, they did a beta for that. Um, I think people forget that and kind of make out this is a new thing. And it's like, well, Fancy Fight did that. I mean, that's almost yeah, like 10 years that. ago. And I remember paying for that book to be shipped. Like the book was, I don't know, $30. And then the shipping was $30 or something was, for like half the rules. And that's was like, we've talked about this in part, putting the stickers onto the yes, dice. Yes. That was how you had to do it. Absurd. So at least I won't have to do that, hopefully. So yeah, Marvel would be my, that's my big product thing. I'm, I mean, well, the other one I'm hoping for but I don't know if it's coming out is I just want it. It's, it's got to be happening is that 2d 20 has to have more games. We had so many new games last year. Yeah. You know, we got fallout and acting Cthulhu and June and we got the home world. Like, you know, the, like you said, yeah. the quick start. So to have nothing new this year would be disappointing. The one I obviously really want is elder scrolls, which they haven't said they're doing, but they've kind of never said they're not doing. Correct. And so that's, that's what I hold on to. Like, you know, they've done, they, they did a load of Fallout miniature stuff and then they did the Fallout role-playing game. Well, it was a few years after Fallout, they started doing the Elder Scrolls stuff and now they're doing like an Elder Scrolls like adventure game. So I really have fingers crossed they are going to do an Elder Scrolls 2D20 game because yeah, then yeah. that's like all our fantasy sorted. I could just play that. Um, so that would be my, I really hope that comes out, but I have no idea if it is. So that actually provides a very smooth, unplanned, serendipitous segue into my second thing, which is something that I'm planning on doing. It's actually something that I've started. 
Um, and I'm excited about it. And I also feel like I should preemptively bang my head on a wall about it because I, I anticipate there will be frustration, but that's okay. Um, I want to work up a, a high fantasy hack for two die 20. I mean, I, I, I want to fill the gap that is, that is currently present because there is nothing like that. Yeah. There's a big and gap. So I've started actually, you know, knocking ideas around with the the folks in my, my current group as to, well, like, how would we do this? And, and I'm going back and forth between trying to do it in a generic sense and, or trying to do it with a, uh, I, there's a, a world that I came up with that I tried to use 5e and fantasy age for a couple years ago, and it didn't work um, because of the, the role that, that magic, how magic fit into the fantasy world. Um, and, uh, and so I'm thinking, well, maybe I could, maybe I could build it to fit this, this world. Um, but it would, it would still be a lot closer to your, call it like your, your traditional Dungeons and Dragons type spell magic in that there are, there's a good, there's a good variety of spells and you have characters whose, whose primary crutch or primary like means of action is through their spells. Um, and I don't, I, I, I love Octone Cthulhu, but Octone Cthulhu, even, even like spellcasters in that, that's like spellcasting is a thing they do. It's a thing that maybe makes them special, but it's not like the total of themselves, like being a wizard in 5e would be. So that's, I mean, to that end, I'm reading, I'm reading John Carter of Mars and thinking about how talents are used and talents yeah. are developed. Um, I'm that's looking definitely at, the book to go to for, if you're thinking of writing your own talents. Yeah. Because that's basically what John Carter Mars has is the rules for making your own talents. That's what makes it special yeah. in a lot of ways. So I'm I'm going to be looking at the different two die twenty books that I have, and trying to figure out what's the best way to go about this. Um, and uh, and and my hope is to be able to create a magic system that will essentially I can I can just plug cleanly into Conan, so that if you don't want to run if you don't want to play a, a and but but it won't be set in you know. Hyboria or whatever, but I mean, system-wise, just plug right into Conan because then I can use all of the materials for giant snakes yeah. and crap like that. But there'll be this spellcasting um, dimension to it, so that's a that's a long-term goal that I'm gonna. I have already started working on. It's funny to say that because one of my things is where well, it's a potential it could go into finally make my own role-playing game um but again i started off again on a which system can i use to play league of legends slash arcane now because now it's got a tv show so it's even bigger um which i posted that as a blog today and i literally went for all the systems i have tried it with and the systems i've thought about trying it with and why that you know the good and the bad of all of that mm -hmm. um and i then wrote another one which i haven't published yet kind of running through a list of right what do i actually want out of this system and then comparing that to like the, the, the kind of systems like, okay, I don't hate these systems or these might work. And then 2D20 again came up really close to the top of that. And I think the one thing that puts me off doing it, well, now there's another thing that puts me off doing it. If you're going to do a lot of the work, I don't have to. <laughs> so if you're doing a high fantasy hat, well, so actually League of Legends isn't that high fantasy, but it kind of is so gonzo. It's such a kitchen sink setting. It kind of goes between incredibly high fantasy and super low fantasy and steampunk. So, um, but yeah, that would kind of. But the other one that came up really close to the top is is Genesis, which is something that I you know I like the Star Wars system, um, but one of the issues I have with using either Genesis and Two D Twenty are the same thing. You kind of hit on it there, is that it's very easy to have a character in those systems where a character does magic 
and other stuff. Yeah. And magic isn't the only thing they do. Now, sometimes you want a character like that. Like if you were playing Pathfinder or D&D, you could have like, you know, like a fighter warlock kind of character who they can fight and they can do a bit of magic, but that's their class. But there's still a limit to how much they can do. But in Genesis and 2D20, as they're written, it's very easy to go, well, that's just a skill. I need a talent and I need a skill. Yeah. And that lets me do all this other stuff, but I can still be really good at fighting. So the, you haven't got that kind of niche protection. Um, so both of them would need whether I was going to use Genesis, because I think I, I feel like I could do my own thing and I still might. There's a part of me that goes, actually, neither of them do quite what I want. And actually the amount of work I've got to do to alter either of them, maybe I should just write my own thing from scratch. But then I decide that's too much. And I go back to, I should probably work off one of those. Um, but both of them need a kind of thing so, uh, you know, to, to create a kind of niche protection. I mean, it's not a brilliant example. An example it's kind of like is how Savage Worlds didn't have any kind of niche protection. You can make whatever you want in Savage right. Worlds. And when they did Savage Rifts, they plugged in this kind of extra layer of character creation so that you could have the classic, you know, juicers and cyborgs and glitter boys and stuff from Rift. They plugged that into Savage Worlds. So you kind of picked this archetype thing, which went in between. But basically when you built your character, right, well, here's a bunch of stuff you get on top. And that was kind of how they did the niche protection a bit. So that's the kind of thing I feel like like 2D20 almost wants of kind of, right, if you, you have to have not necessarily a class, but like a framework that says you have to pick one of these frameworks. And the only right, way right. you get to have these kind of spells is if you started with that framework. The only way you get to have like be a like a beast master is if you have that framework, that kind of thing. And Genesis needs the same kind of thing. Like you can do cool stuff with talents in Genesis, but they tend to be much later on. If you want to start with a really cool thing at level one, you kind of can't really. It's not entirely true. One of the books lets you do that. But so I think both of them need this kind of extra layer of, I mean, actually what Star Wars has, the star, all the Star Wars things, you had those talent trees for your yeah. different yeah. like sort of classes. Um, Genesis as default doesn't have that. They added it in, in the player's guide. So it's kind of like you're having to fudge this extra stuff in. So yeah, I'm, I am super tempted to do uh, to do that to actually go do do a decent amount of work into one of uh, the moment those, those two systems. Um, can't decide which. Yeah, so, I yeah, think what I'm going to end up doing is I I will I will progress from the easiest solution to progressively more complex solutions to try to you know I mean I I don't want to do more work than I need to to make it work. Um, and one thing that uh, a, a buddy of mine, guys in my group, and I talked about last week was what we're going to, I think what we're going to try to do instead of just coming up with, you know, uh, a means, uh, I mean, a way to look at 5e spells and just convert them. Instead of doing that, what I'd, what I'd rather do is come up with a, uh, a mechanism by which that can be done, but more from the standpoint of giving players who play spellcasters the ability to build their own spells and and figure out a way to make because I actually think 2 die 20 is is going to would work well for this because you can determine you know difficulty uh you can determine drain you know if we're going to look at like from yeah. an octane cthulhu kind of model like okay how how far how how far does your spell reach how long does it last how much of it, how much damage does it do if it's a combat type spell? Well, those things, obviously, as you step up, how difficult it is to cast and how much it drains you, those things can step up along with it. But I love the fact that we have in this system all the effects. 
so that there are things that you can add to it. Like we were talking about like, okay, you know, like a burning hands type spell. It's not that long of a range, but it, it hits out in a fan. Well, one of the effects of that could be combustible materials light on fire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's all, all kinds of options that we can add. So what I'm, I'm leaning toward, instead of just converting a bunch of spells and say, this is how you use them, I would actually rather give a player who wants to play some kind of a, you know, like a wizard, yeah. the ability to, to build spells, because that makes it, I think, more unique. Yeah. And it also, it, it makes it more idiosyncratic since like Merlin didn't, you know, Merlin yeah. didn't go buy a bunch of his like off the shelf Walmart spells that are exactly like everyone else's spells, yeah. you know? So I, uh, I think that that that's what I'm going to, what I'm going to aim at for that. Have It's funny. Cause I literally just talked about it. Have you got the Genesis role-playing game book? I do not. I played, so, I played edge of the empire and I sold it. I have a, or whatever age of rebellion or whatever it's called i'm too honest you don't need the book have a look at the pdf you know you can get that in places i could find that i could preview it is what you're yeah. saying um although if i'm uh, going to use it i just just for the sake if uh, i am i'm the kind of person who if i happen to preview a pdf if i decide i'm going to use it i'll go ahead and purchase yeah, it absolutely that's um it's uh, the, the magic thing in that is really weird in that it's incredibly freeform and open-ended. So, for example, you have like at the, in the original book, they then added more in two of the other books. But the original book has like attack as a spell. And then I can't even remember any others, but it's like help or it has like, you know, it's really it has like the first book has like eight spells. But the spell list is kind of how it gives you a massive table of basically how to custom your spell. Now, the, one of the issues I had is actually when you want to do an attack spell, you go, right, well, I would do an attack spell. I want it to be at this range. That adds on a difficulty. I want it to be extra damage. That adds on a diff. You know, and it has all these things for if you add things. That's smart. And the bit I didn't like is that every time you cast a spell, you can custom build it. I thought it would be better to actually kind of do what you're doing, which is to say, right, I'm going to custom build some spells ahead of time. I'm going to have, say, four spells, but they're built off this framework. Now, the reason I'm saying Genesis is because a lot of people haven't realized this. Genesis is crazy close to 2D20. Yeah, it is. And that's simply because when you look at, if you ignore the attributes, all virtually all skills in 2D20, you basically have plus one to plus five. And in Genesis, it's the same. Your skill ratings go from one to five. Well, and the same. Isn't the guy who designed, isn't one of the same people guy. who designed? Yeah, the same so. guy. Well, the same, who did the original, like, so uh, Mutant Chronicles 3E, was yeah partly done by Jay Little who did who did like the Star Wars which became Genesis, yeah. um, but also the same things the difficulty your difficulty in Genesis goes from one to five your difficulty in two D twenty goes from one to five, um, which means there is and like the damage the sort of the amount of damage weapons and things do is similar it's not exactly the same but there's enough overlap there that like I remember looking at the Genesis rules going right I want to put a magic system into two D twenty actually I'm literally just going to take the Genesis spells and instead of having where it has like, you know, a, a di purple diamond for the difficulty, that's just one difficulty in okay. 2d20 and it would work reasonably well. It wouldn't work perfectly because things like the conditions are slightly, you know, like the things you're like, I'm um, like, you don't have the effect that we, you do in 2d20, but it's a, it's a good starting point rather than starting completely from scratch. It's a relatively good place to look at and go, okay, actually sense. this is, this is kind of what I'm you know wanting to do. Um, and someone's already done some of the work and you can take, um, but I, I literally, there was a point where I was going to do a sort of a, a 2d 20 system, which just had magic in it. 
And I was just going to use that just as it was. The Yorker thing, like I said, because it's so open-ended, it meant when you casted a spell, which you didn't have pre-written, you're like, right, uh, I wanted to do this uh, and this. And then casting a spell took ages because you basically built the spell yeah, on the fly. But you could use the same things to write. Instead <laughs> of doing it on the fly, right, we're not going to do on the fly magic casting. We're going to do, we're going to pre-build a handful well, of spells. My, my idea is that, you know, a, a spellcaster would either you know, would, would get some inspiration. Like I want to be able to do this yeah, and would work to develop a spell that does that. And then once yeah. he knows how to do that, then he can use that. So, so that's my, that, that's my goal. That is my goal. What's your next hope dream or something like that for this year? Uh, so the other one, I mean, it's not so much hope, it's, it's a more of a, a likely thing as I do, but um, I'd like, I'd like to, having like kicked the blog up a notch really last year, like, you know, I did that whole bunch of 2D20 stuff in the, yeah. the beginning of the year. And then I wrote loads of Marvel stuff for the rest of the year. I'd, I'd like to try and like carry that on. So I think my hope at the moment is that I can try and make sure that like I write at least one Marvel article and ideally a, like an, a role-playing game article of some sort, like every week. If I could get two posts every single week, um, that would be that would be good. I think the thing I find out at the moment is like I can do it. Like the company that makes the the Marvel game, they release new card. I do a card write up on it. I get five hundred views. It was very very easy. I just spent ages today writing an article about like you know different role playing games for to play League of Legends, and I've put that up, and it's like it's got like no views because there's nowhere decent to advertise it. Sure. Like there's so many Facebook groups that I can advertise my Marvel stuff in. I get a bunch of hits. I can't find. It's the same with the same with the podcast. I'm struggling to find places. Like you can go to like RPG Reddit, but you can do things once a week, but it doesn't seem to be like getting the same kind of. Well, it's it's tough too talk. because I mean we'll put a link again. We'll put another link in the this to your to your blog and encourage people to go read that and you know get some use out of it. Uh, it's it's tough because I I, I think know. that you know you go to something like for example Five E. Well, there's a there's so it's like one snowflake in a blizzard. Yeah, you know. Whereas two die twenty is a smaller community, um, and so it's easier to connect with people directly. But it's then a smaller community. Whatever you know, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. You know, the anchor is pestering me to do ads, and we're not going to do ads. There's no there's no point in interrupting this for thirty seconds so someone could try to sell you a pillow because we're not going to make <laughs> any money off of it anyway. I mean, that's I we didn't start this show in order to. Uh, you know, bask in, you know, retired in Tahiti on, on the, you know, the lucrative uh, role-playing games market. It's just not how it works. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing I need to remind myself when I'm writing articles, my blog, yeah. I got very much into last year, like, Oh, what, which of my blog articles are getting me the most views? It doesn't actually matter. Cause the only person that cares about how many reads I get of something is, is me. I'm not, true. I haven't, I haven't monetized it and no one else gets to see those numbers. So it's purely like, you know, because I managed to hit, I don't know what, 37,000 views at the end of last year, which was my highest ever. I'd That's like great. to beat that this year. And all I need to do, what do I work it out? At? So if I do three, yeah. So if I do three and a half thousand views a month for the whole year, I will beat that. So it's like, yeah. So again, so that's a thousand a week. Well, a thousand a week, I basically do in my sleep at the moment, as long as I keep posting. So right. as long as I keep posting, I will be, so I don't need to like, I don't, I don't actually need to sort of pander to things. You know, I don't need to throw in a 5e article halfway through the year. 
Just, just to wave that flag around. Yeah. I'm here too. Yeah. No. Hey, like 5e. Woo. Come and look at my 5e stuff. I've just written a thousand views. Yay. Yeah. Me so I, else. I, yeah, yeah. I won't be, I won't be doing that. Um, I have actually, I've just written, no, I've written here, publish some more stuff on drive through. It's a long time since I've written anything, which I've published. And I think that's partly because 5e is the easiest stuff to both write things for and get people to buy. And I'm not really playing 5e. So I would be doing it purely to try and, you know, make a little bit of money on drive through which I can spend on PTS. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd like to do that. When I, when I originally moved to a day off a week, one of my goals for that was, was, was doing that, was writing more stuff, um, which is part of the reason it makes me think I might have a look at Genesis because Genesis have a, uh, a thing. It's which 2D20 doesn't, which I'm going to keep saying to them until they do it. Like, you know, yeah. That that system is never going to get big until they a release a generic, um, a, a generic system for it, and 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 let people actually publish stuff, because you know, it makes a difference. You know, D and D went five E went crazy big when the DM guilds appeared. Yeah, people suddenly went, oh, I can write for this, and you know, everyone else has jumped on that bandwagon. Modifius are massively behind the curve on that. The kind of yeah, I would love to see a. Um... Oh, we've said this, and not not even necessarily like a system reference document. What I'd love to see is something that explains their mindset as they've implemented it. Um, but anyway, well, hopefully they're listening. <laughs> Somebody. Um, so my last hope dream. It's a, it's not a hope. It's not a dream. It's actually a goal, and I believe that I will be able to achieve it this year. I want a balance between running things long enough to 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 grow into them you know because one offs are not particularly satisfying after a while i want to run things long enough to to you know have some satisfying story arcs but i want to play different things i want to play different settings i uh, even play different systems and i think with my group they're 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 just hip to do just about anything and so i think this year i want to i i want to like I, I want to play some, actually, one of the reasons why I want to do this high fantasy mod for, for two die 20 is I want to go back and play some of the class. I mean, some of them are crap, but, uh, but I can fix that. Some of the old first edition, uh, D and D modules, right. You know, like against this, you know, what is it? Secrets of the slaver stockade and against the slave Lords and all that kind of silliness. Uh, I, I want to play those. Um, and, uh, but I don't want to use, you know, I, I don't want to go back and use first edition rules for sure. But yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm not necessarily going to like chart out my year and put it in calendar it, but I, I am going to, I think I'm going to be deliberate about like running things in two to three month blocks so that I, we get some variety because there's just a lot of good stories, a lot of good games, a lot of good settings and getting too, you know, stuck on one thing is the cost to it grows because of what you're not doing. I think I've tried to do that in the past, plan out what I'm going to play and when. And it's, I don't think it's ever worked more than about a month of when I planned it. But it feels good when you're planning it, doesn't oh, it? Yeah. That, 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 it that's, that scratches the traveler simulationist itch. Yeah, I feel like, I feel there's definitely times I spend a lot of time planning and thinking about what I'm going to be playing more than I actually spend like running things. But yeah, it's the curse of being a DM. Yeah, well, it's the curse and the benefit. Yeah. Yeah, it also means that like if I've got if I'm not playing a role playing game or running one, at least I can pretend I'm going to be. Yeah, and and honestly, actually, I I think I think the pretending of it is uh, 
that's part of keeping the creative juices flowing to coming up with ideas for, you know, when you have the opportunity to, to implement them. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.